Today more than ever, there seems to be a pervasive and almost unrelenting call for total devotion to self. Who I am, what I am, what is my life's purpose and meaning flows from within me. Where I fit into the grand scheme of things, who has the right to say what that is, is up to me and how I feel about things. This strikes at the very core of our concept of being what and who we are. What is a human being? One's answer to that question serves as the foundation for an understanding of why we exist as we are, which then goes right into the issues surrounding meaning and purpose. As I observe, read, listen to conversations, and listen intently to my conversation partners, a key skill we all need to work better to develop, by the way, I detect a discernible undercurrent driving our cultural moment that is tied to a deeper transformation of the self that has been decades and perhaps centuries in the making. Ironically, this transformation is actually more of a deconstruction as the modern person who looks inward for meaning and direction finds neither and ends up becoming separated from the true self. Casey Shutt, lead pastor of King's Cross Church in Oklahoma City, connects these thoughts to the song Road to Nowhere, written and performed by David Byrne of the Talking Heads way back in 1985. The song features the following lyrics. There's a city in my mind. Come along and take that ride. It's very far away, but it's growing day by day. And it's all right, baby. It's all right. We're on a road to nowhere. Byrne invites us into his inner reality, the city in his mind, which is distant yet evolving daily, but he admits it's a road to nowhere. The song is an almost prophetic reflection of the spirit of our age. We are constantly being beckoned with an ever-increasing intensity to focus on the journey toward the unique cities situated deep within each of us, but the stark cold reality is that the detached, autonomous self is on the path to nowhere. Is there a danger in making ourselves and our desires the guides we use to establish who and what we are, that fundamental concept of being once again, and then how to live in light of what it means to be us? I answer that with a question, and it's a long one, might even be a run-on, but please hear me out. How do things seem to be going these days in a society that is increasingly disinterested in or resistant to the idea that there is a transcendent source of meaning, purpose, destiny, and the blueprint for how best to navigate our life journey in light of who and what we are? How are things going? Let's look at some of the observational data about the current state of things in the U.S., Research indicates that people today are suffering more and more from the diseases of despair, depression, anxiety, addiction, and suicide. Overdose deaths in the last two decades are up more than threefold, and the average American is now more likely to commit suicide than ever before. 
these diseases of despair caused the U.S. life expectancy to fall in 2016, 17, and 18. And according to a CDC study in May of 2022, the deaths of despair, which are suicide, accidental poisoning, that's drug overdose, and those related to alcohol are increasing at an alarming rate, especially among males. Let's add this to the mix. In an article published recently on the Department of Health and Human Services website entitled New Surgeon General Advisory Races Alarm About the Devastating Impact of the Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation in the United States, Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy writes, Our epidemic of loneliness and isolation has been an underappreciated public health crisis that has harmed individual and societal health. Our relationships are a source of healing and well-being, hiding in plain sight, one that can help us live healthier, more fulfilled, and more productive lives. Given the significant health consequences of loneliness and isolation, we must prioritize building social connection the same way we have prioritized other critical public health issues such as tobacco, obesity, and substance use disorders. Together, we can build a country that's healthier, more resilient, less lonely, and more connected. We can all appreciate that perspective and what is a genuine heartfelt concern for our neighbors. But that's a tall order when the prevailing spirit of our age screams at us to look inside your heart for the truth and then live out that truth, your truth. How is societal harmony maintained if truth is relative and based primarily on feelings, my feelings? Are my feelings about what's absolutely true more valid than anyone else's? Why or why not? And by what standard does anyone make that determination? The challenge, and I think it's rather formidable, is that our desires simply cannot serve as trustworthy guides or bear the weight of the worthiness we grant them as our sole authority. Though we're told the road to the good life arises from within, we not only are on the road to nowhere, but lack the full suite of internal resources needed to navigate the journey. Something has to come from outside of us to first enable us to set the right course to the right destination and then actually get to where we need to go. Pastor Shutt offers the following helpful analogy. Imagine a sailor new to the ship and crew, confused as to where the ship is heading. It's nighttime and the ship's movements do not align with his training to use the North Star as a fixed reference point. So the befuddled sailor asks, Captain, where are we going? The captain replies, we take a different approach to navigation on this ship. See the beacon on the ship's bow? That's our guiding light. That's how we're making our way across the ocean. No wonder the ship's movements don't make sense. Guiding a ship by a reference point on the ship renders the ship adrift on a voyage to nowhere. Our life journey is like being on a ship out on a vast ocean. 
to get where we're meant to go, we must have a reference point outside of both ourselves and our world. We need a North Star, but instead of looking to that reference point, we seek guidance from within the ship itself. Humanity has taken our eyes off God, our Creator, who is the ultimate reference point, and instead looks to the ship of creation to find our way. This is a futile undertaking as it puts us adrift, going nowhere. But there is hope. God is there. He has made it possible for us to be free from the bondage that results when we look to the self as the ultimate source of truth, purpose, and meaning. He is the ultimate reference point that provides the guidance we need. Jesus Christ entered into the depths of the abyss we are mired in to bring us out of it and set us on the right heading. His orientation was outward, fixated on God's will and plan for living. And this life, lived in reference to the ultimate North Star, his Heavenly Father, led Jesus to the cross where he made a way for us out of nowhere and toward a holy city. His finished work on the cross means we can have our sins forgiven and be placed on the narrow road leading to eternal life and provides strength and comfort along the way. There are voices all around us and even on the ever-pinging with notifications devices we carry 24-7 calling us to look within. Jesus presents a better way. Instead of settling for the city of our mind, God has prepared a city of his own design for those who follow him and staying on the path leading there is what enables us to live well in the midst of the struggles we all face in this life. Yes, challenging the sacred self is at odds with the world around us, and we might be misunderstood, criticized, or even demonized. But if the teachings of Jesus, the apostles, and the prophets before them, and the talking heads, is right, if relying on the self for meaning and guidance is a road to nowhere, then the best thing we can do for ourselves and the most loving thing we can do for those in our lives is to point ourselves at and start moving toward the true light. <laughs>